This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're blessed wherever you're tuned in around the world. There is 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority, or on the YouTube channel on Pulse95Radio, or even on Instagram Live. Love you guys. I'm having a good day so far, and I can't wait to share what's on the show. So on the show today, we've got the art of man management in sport. Now, when it comes down to managing personalities in any sport, how important is it? in handling personalities, experience, quality, retention, and also how important is it to stay in the industry? So that's going to be one. Real Madrid have been crowned La Liga champions. So in that case, how much of it has been attributed to Zidane? And can we finally give the brother some respect now, guys? Can we finally say Zidane is worthy of one of the top coaches? I think that's one thing. And speaking about top coaches, Marcelo Bielsa has won promotion and won the championship with Leeds. Could the best manager in the world be coming to the Premier League? All this, guys. Before we wrap this up, i got to say something. I have a nephew called Zidane Kamil, a.k.a. known as Zizo. And he loves FIFA 2020. He's one of my youngest listeners. He loves Mohamed Salah. He just finished elementary school and he's going to grade one. He's six at the moment. He's a good footballer who uses both feet. And hopefully I've made his day today all the way in Egypt. So Zidane, if you're watching on YouTube on Pulse95 Radio, uh, your uncle Amar loves you a lot. And I can't wait to see you very, very soon. So I just wanted to give that special shout out to Zidane, Kamil, Zizo. I love you and I'll be seeing you very soon. Stay tuned, folks, for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Right, here we go, guys. We're going to tackle this straight away. The art of man management or woman management, management, if you're tuned in anywhere around the world. What I want to talk about today is doesn't have to relate just in sports, but it is something that I'm, I'm noticing more and more as we get into it. When we see successful teams or successful athletes, there's always something that brings out the best in them and that is the skill of man management why because handling personalities in these huge teams can be very difficult especially if the player believes he or she is bigger than the club the team or the sport and i say that in 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 pure a pure feeling for certain successful coaches like for example Zinedine Zidane who we'll be talking about later Marcelo Bielsa or some of the best coaches in the world who've had to manage the biggest egos in the world and that's something that in sport normally has no room for so in saying that we, we have to look at and see what makes a good manager, a coach, a leader. 
the way they handle them collectively compared to the way they handle them individually. Now, some athletes maybe prefer to be called out in a big environment on front of their teammates where they feel a sense of responsibility or accountability in their performance. Some players don't like that. Some athletes don't like that. They would rather be spoken to away from the group to be able to respond and react in the same way. And nowadays, especially with the way the world is, we've become a lot more sensitive to, to words and comments. And rightfully so. It's definitely something that plays a big toll on mental health and the way we manage you know, expectations and manage situations. And this is why... It's something that in order to be the best at what you are in any industry that you're in, you have to be able to challenge yourself continuously without over complicating the situation, without over expecting what's going to happen. And today I'm looking at that because I've, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of athletes and a lot of coaches. And I've always noticed how someone handles me as a character who might not always be the easiest. That would be something, but also how how these managers and coaches who've been doing it for 20 years, 30 years, are able to still bring out the best of the current athletes despite being old school. And I've, I've got a few people on the Insta Live already throwing names at me like Sir Alex Ferguson and Wenger and all these people. And yes, I agree with that, especially when you think of the age difference. When you think of the age difference and, and what what period these coaches were in and what period they are in now and the athletes that are exposed to so many different things from technology to social media to sports science to the way we handle our bodies both in internal and external and also the way we fuel our mind and the way that we have the nutritional side of things there's so many factors here that you know i, I appreciate it uh, Murad, sorry, Spicy says Mourinho and Pogba. Yeah, that's a very good scenario. Murad, Omar, what we need to see is what Bielsa could get out of Leeds playing in the EPL. He may not be successful. Very good point. And that's coming up next. Thank you, Murad. <laughs> that's coming up next. After the break, I'm going to be talking about Marcelo Bielsa. Does the best coach in the world have to be in the best league? I mentioned that on a podcast a while ago, one of the earlier shows. Now Marcelo Bielsa, who's an enigma in himself, has won promotion with Leeds United after 16 years. It's substance over style, and it's also asking you, can any manager do what Bielsa does? Stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. Enjoy this. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show. What a show we have in store today. I hope, Zidane, you enjoyed your surprise earlier. My nephew, who's six years old in Egypt, was tuned in. I can't wait to see the reaction of that. Amazing. Better than nice. That's right, spicy. And talking about nice. Now, Leeds United have won the championship and are in the Premier League. Let's give them a round of applause. Now, for that, guys, there is only one man. I spoke about him on the show a year ago, and that is Marcelo Bielsa, the uh, best coach, in my opinion, out there. And the question I have for all the listeners today is, could anyone, and I mean any manager in the world, have done what Marcelo Bielsa did with Leeds? 
Think about that question for a second now. No money, tough season, long season, and to make it into the Premier League, developing his players. Now, this man is truly remarkable, and I don't use that word lightly. Leeds have had 15 managers in 16 years before they got Marcelo Bielsa. It was a t- like an absolute tip. It was awful. It was rubbish there. Leeds, it's quite a big name and have quite a big fan base. So the fact they couldn't, they couldn't break that barrier and come back to the league, and it's taken them 16 years. This man is something else. Um, a coach, a manager. We spoke about man management earlier. And I spoke about the art of that and how sometimes it's so difficult to manage so many different personalities, so many different characters from all around the world. This man is is purely substance over style. Nowadays, I think with social media and the way you have to be a certain way to be relevant or to be seen, Marcello Bielsa doesn't really care about that. During lockdown, let me give you a little story. During lockdown... He was asked, how did you spend lockdown? And that day, he said he spent 19 hours studying one of the youth players at Leeds, Alfie McMalma, I think his name was, who's a youngster. And he was studying him to see whether he'd be able to break the team next season. These things get overlooked a lot of the time. When you look at... Pep Guardiola, for example, and you see what he's done with City, which is, listen, to be fair, it's been great. What he's done with Manchester is amazing. But could Pep Guardiola do what Bielsa did with Leeds with no money? When you look at someone like Jurgen Klopp, who's just won the Premier League, and again, rightfully so, incredible in his right as a coach, Klopp also struggled with Dortmund at one point, even though he had won things with Dortmund. He still struggled with them at one point, but could Klopp have done what Bielsa did with Leeds? You see where I'm going with this at the moment now. There's a lot of things here that puts in perspective. Now, we get to see this manager in the Premier League. That top eight, by the way, just became a top nine. I'll tell you that now. The, the art of developing players and athletes is overlooked all the time because nowadays we live in a world where you can just go out, spend 50 million, 60 million, go buy yourself a fullback, and we go. To be able to develop 10 players into the starting team over a two-year period, period is so difficult, and this man has done it. So my question to you today for all you football fans celebrating Leeds coming into the Premier League could any manager around the world have done what Marcelo Bielsa did with Leeds think about that answer text us on 4215 slide into the DMs at Omar Alduri or Pulse95 Radio on Instagram and if you are tuned in on the YouTube Instagram Live yes Tarek I said it the YouTube Instagram Live Pulse95 Radio like share and subscribe and coming up next Real Madrid have won La Liga. Sorry, Barca fan. This is this time you might want to just mute it for a second because Zinedine Zidane finally gets the credit as a coach. What a legend. What a legend. Not just as a player, but now he's catching up to Pep Guardiola of Barcelona days. So stay tuned for more to find out exactly what I'm going to be saying about Zidane and Real Madrid up next on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Let's go. This is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! 
This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport international local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram Live and on YouTube as well on Pulse95 Radio and Omar Alduri on Instagram. Murad, Amna, Fahad, uh, Tariq, Maria, Fatima, of course, Zizo, Zidane, uh, Yassine. How can I forget my own, my own brother? Yassine Kamil and everyone else is tuning in. Thank you so much for locking into the waves on Pulse95 Radio. One of the things which I'm very happy about, for obvious reasons, is Real Madrid have won... La Liga. Another one. Another one. That's right. DJ, can you say it again? Another one. Another one. That's right. And you know what? It was really... Unbelievable, Jeff. It was unbelievable, Jeff. And I have to say that one of the things that made me so happy is because when I watch a team or a manager or... You know, a sport in general. I always try not to be biased. I always say to myself, you know what? Let me try and reflect on it without getting emotional, so to speak. And when Real Madrid were crowned La Liga champions, you see that? <laughs> I, was, I was so happy because Zinedine Zidane is my favorite footballer of all time. I say footballer. We all established that good footballers don't necessarily make great coaches. When Zidane won his first few competitions, I think the media were generally saying that if Ronaldo wasn't there, Cristiano Ronaldo, if he wasn't there, uh, then Zinedine Zidane, the coach, would not have been successful. So that was the first part, and they won everything. Ronaldo leaves... Can we please give Zidane a little bit of credit now? Um, because I think when he came into Real Madrid, when he came back again to Real Madrid, we did notice that Madrid was a mess. So the fact that Zidane comes in and wins La Liga with them, albeit with still Leo Messi at Barcelona, does Zidane now get the credit he deserves? 11 trophies in three years and closing in on the great side of Barcelona, which Pep Guardiola was in charge of. Now, is it also an indication that Zidane has a generation of coaches that are waiting for opportunities at big clubs? Remember that Zidane is relevant as a player, even in training. This is another thing that I kind of want to, you know, allude to. I've been in, in camps in training uh, as a coach when I've seen a coach demonstrate something to one of the athletes so for example when we were in New Zealand with Ghana um, Yao Preku coach Yao Preku who used to play for Andelect he was the assistant manager of Ghana and uh, one of the players called Boateng who plays in Levante who actually scored a hat-trick against Barcelona he, that day in training he wasn't quite getting it like he wasn't He's a great finisher, but he wasn't doing it. And I remember Yao, Coach Yao, sorry, I call him Yao. Coach Yao Preku was like, no, he's getting really frustrated with him. And we were doing crosses and finishing. And he, he signaled to one of the players to cross it, and they crossed it. And he hit it on the half volley, and it hit the bar. And he was like, that's how you do it. And if you could just record that moment, because I was there on the side watching, and I thought, wow. You know, when you look at technique, when you look at 
how it's done. If you're still relevant, it helps. Now, that's no disrespect to the head coach, Selas, Selas Tete, who was, who was the, the head coach of all of Ghana on uh, the 20s. But Yao was just so special because he could demonstrate something like that and it, and it worked as well. Boateng is in La Liga now. You know what I mean? Like, that type of coaching is, is incredible. So, I think... It's, it's something that's so important to be able to give Zidane the credit. And also, Pep Guardiola's Barcelona side was one of the greatest sides ever to play football. So for Pep Guardiola to be in England and watch Zinedine Zidane win La Liga, that's not easy either. A lot of people have said he might return, he might, he might just... I don't think he would return with the decline in Barcelona's age restriction managerial decisions board decisions and the next step is crucial for Barcelona but I'm gonna still I'm, I'm not gonna divert to them because we've had we've given Barcelona a lot of love um, I, I would definitely say that we've got to give Zidane some credit now it's time I think it I think it is time you know that's it let's let's give him the credit before he joined Madrid we were skeptical he left he won he came back he won again let's give him the credit and also, we spoke about the art of management in segment one. Handling all those personalities and the situations and the politics that the Bernabeu has in Madrid gives Zidane even more credit. Because if you think of the superstars, it's not just the starting 11, but the way he's managed to utilize all the players on the bench. I spoke to someone the other day and they were saying, yeah, but he's got a great bench. Yeah, but keeping that bench happy is what makes Zidane special because all those players feel they should be starting and all those players feel they are on the world stage and they, they, they deserve the right to play. But that's not the case. And that's why more credit should go out to him, especially with an Eden Hazard who didn't hit the, the ground running. Uh, uh, Gareth Bale situation, which has made a mockery out of the modern-day footballer. Although he's the most successful British player, I still stick with that. Still, Zidane had to handle that, and he handled it, and La Liga is in the bag, and Madrid are champions. So Zinedine Zidane, that is... Another one. It is another one, and we salute you because you're a fantastic coach, a fantastic player, and a fantastic human. I've got a couple of questions coming in here. Uh... How many World Cup winners turned out to be great coaches? See, that's, that's the thing. And not only that, uh, Murad, great question, by the way. Zidane was an exceptional winner as a player, and now he's doing it with Real Madrid. Could he perhaps be one day coach of the French national team with them too? I think that would be great, to be honest, Murad. But I also feel there might be a stop-off at Juventus. That's just my opinion, but I can see Zidane at Juventus. I can see him ending up there, and then maybe one day leading France to a world championship. That would be incredible. Coming up next, guys, I'm going to answer all your questions. I've got a, very, a couple of very, very good questions coming in. I'm going to answer those right after this. A little bit of Mario. Let me love you. Enjoy this. I'll be right back. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, it's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Maria, you throw me off, man. It is the Halftime Show, and we are back live on YouTube and Pulse95 Radio on Instagram at Omar Duru. We've got a couple of really good questions I'm going to try and get in. And no, Maria, actually, yeah, Maria, I will have Zatan. Um, so, answering your questions, we've got, let's have a look, hold on. Have the water breaks in the games improved the actual game since the COVID-19 project restart? I think the water breaks have improved them from a tactical point of view because the coaches are able to relay their message over and that's why it's been very key, depending on the coach that you have, to be able to get that message across. So that I like. Um, I think they're going to keep the five subs for next season. How do you think it will change the game? Very good question. Dino, uh, I think it will change the game massively because of the strength and depth in squads. And it will also change the way clubs invest in teams. Uh, that's something that I uh, I believe in. Fahad asked a very good question. What do you think of Arsenal's results against Liverpool and City? And what do you attribute it to? I'll tell you one thing, uh, Fahad. I attribute it to coaching. And I know by all means that Manchester City and Liverpool are far better teams than Arsenal however what I will say the decision making and we spoke about man management as well has been the key factor in Arteta's uh, rise let's say in development because let's face it it's still the same car that the other three coaches had this year you know and that's something that's not healthy but getting the best out of those players with the attributes they have has resulted to you know small strokes of geniuses I think you know, a stroke of genius when it comes down to Arteta, the way he's managed a lot of things. And I'll say something to you as well. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is one of those players that for a long time has been looked at just a squad player. He's a central midfielder that isn't good enough to play central midfield and he's played right back for the majority of the season. Arteta has managed to, to put him in such a position that he had to respond mentally and physically. And against Liverpool, when Liverpool had taken the lead and, and we actually got back in the game as Arsenal, as we say that, in the 70th minute, with Salah going down the right, which is one of the biggest threats in the Premier League, Mikel Arteta trusted Ainsley Maitland-Niles to play left wing-back. That's a huge deal. And guess what? It was a great decision. Against Manchester City, Riyad Mahrez is one of the best players in that position. Guess who played left wing-back? Ainsley Maitland-Niles. These are small strokes of geniuses that come together when you're managing a team, knowing that your players aren't as good as the other team. And that's why we've got to respect the fact that it's still a work in progress. On paper, the other teams are much better. But at least it's allowing you to study and analyze the coach's progression. Because I'll tell you one thing, if Arsenal played Bournemouth and Norwich and all these teams and spanked them 5-0 or 6-0 or whatever, that would be different. However, playing against some of the best teams in Europe, regardless of the result, there's a lot that comes out of the performance. And when they analyze, and trust me when I say this, coaches now analyze everything. Sports science is huge. These are things that are coming a long way in, in, in the game, and that's why we got to give them credit. Rawan's got one more question. Do you think water breaks have also been disrupted to teams that are getting in the flow of the game? Very good question, Rawan. I'll try and answer this very quickly. I think it depends on the momentum of the game. Everyone kind of has the same time to reset, so there's no really favorites in there. If you're a great club, like United, like your cities and Liverpools, you will utilize that break and recover. Guys, we reach full-time on the Halftime Show every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Stay tuned after the event. Here we go. And I'll tell you one thing, guys. Make sure you check out the podcast and the YouTube channel on Pulse95 Radio. That's me. I'm out. 
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 